Hey folks, Dan with Holy Spirit Soapbox. Today I want to talk about false teachers. This is a really, really important topic, and it's kind of been on my heart to talk about. You know, there have been like a bunch of discussions within the church lately about false teaching and a lack of of people or teachers or or preachers following the Spirit when leading maybe brick and mortar or online ministries. Okay, so it could be a church, like an actual building church or an online ministry. We hear a lot of clamor in the church about, hey, well, this doesn't seem right and that doesn't seem right. And this seems really right where there are these Christian celebrities now. And some people have been feeling weird about this whole Christian celebrity thing where they've moved on from teaching or preaching or they've taken a break because they're struggling with that being a celebrity or the fact that they don't want to be a celebrity. Now, this has sprung up this big question. Who are false teachers in today's world? Seriously, that's a really good question. And I'm not going to be naming names, by the way. I'm not going to be sitting here just rattling off names like this person and that person. Do I think some people are not led by the Spirit that that say that they are Christians or say that they they preach the Word of God or they preach about Jesus? Yeah, I do. And I'm not going to sit here and do that and destroy people because that is not my job, okay? That is not what we're here to do. But false teachings, folks, always have a negative effect on the body of Christ. And it, it can lead people that are in churches away from Christ. It can lead people to start new denominations or movements. And neither of those are good. To be honest... I don't think that Jesus wants denominations. That's my, I don't even want to say it's my philosophy. That's just what I've read in the Bible. He just wants us to follow him. He wants us to all follow him. And those that can understand or have this wisdom or this this gift of teaching or preaching, he utilizes them as vessels to preach his word. And make sure that other people understand it so that they can get closer to Christ and they can glorify Christ, not the opposite. Now, it's our relationship with God and what we should ask in prayer for discernment when listening to preachers or teachers or prophets. If you start listening to, to, to me, if this is your first time or maybe your hundredth time listening to me, pray, right, that I am leading you to Christ. And I pray that I am, because that is the goal of Holy Spirit Soapbox, is to lead us all back to Christ. Now, we will get convicted. We'll get some thoughts as we dig into the Word ourselves and we dig into our relationship with God that tell us that, well, maybe this might be incorrect. Or maybe this is like a weird roundabout way of things, right? So the goal of these convictions, though, is to redirect that teacher back to God. So if you go to a church and you feel that the teacher is not teaching correctly, is not preaching based on the word of God and glorifying God, it's okay to to have the conversation. You should have a conversation with them and say, hey, you know, I don't know if I, can we talk about this? That's something that you should do. You shouldn't condemn them. You shouldn't put them down. You shouldn't go around telling everybody else how bad they are or anything. It Convictions are key. This is what this open relationship, if there's a body part in the body of Christ that is 
limping, right, or not doing well, not being the body part it's supposed to be, we need to all gather around it and help that body part, not condemn it. So, false teaching. False teaching and false teachers are not new. They are not new. Let's look in the Bible. Let's start with Deuteronomy. So we're going to be in the Old Testament real quick, okay? If you want to read along with me, feel free. I have Deuteronomy 13, 1 through 3. It says this. If a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arises among you and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or wonder that he tells you comes to pass, and if he says, let us go after other gods which you have not known, and let us serve them, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or the dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Now this seems pretty straightforward, doesn't it? Hey, if someone says follow this other God, then don't follow them. But nowadays, it's not so open and blatant, is it? There are some areas where we are just, we're told or advised or maybe even forced into serving another God or someone who is not Jesus Christ. But we often don't recognize when we're worshiping something other than the one true God, do we? I like what Jeremiah says in these next few verses. This is Jeremiah 14, 14. Jeremiah 14, 14 says this. And the Lord said to me, the prophets are prophesying lies in my name. I did not send them, nor did I command them or speak to them. They are prophesying to you a lying vision, worthless divination, and the deceit of their own minds. Gosh, I wish I could do a full verse-by-verse Bible study here. Seriously, and maybe that's something we do in the future. But Jeremiah the prophet was called upon by God to lead the people of Israel back to God. That's what a lot of prophets did. But keep in mind that prophets are not necessarily ones who foretell the future. That's what we think of prophets when we first think of prophets. We're like, oh, okay, so tell me what the lottery numbers are. Like, that's not what a prophet is. The one gift of foretelling the future may also be given by the Spirit for whatever reason, right? For the specific use of leading people back to God. And, and it sometimes included like warnings to the people of specific things that would happen if they turn away. But that's not the primary role, okay, to foretell the future. It was to guide people back. And that included teaching the people about God. Many prophets throughout history were doing things in vain, which doesn't lead anybody back to God, but orients people away. So Matthew Henry's commentary states it precisely as the blind leading the blind. We've heard that term, right? Blind leading the the blind. False prophets or teachers were essentially blind themselves. They were blind by their own wants, their own desires, and they were leading others who who want to see. Like, These people wanted to see God. That's why they went to the prophets. That's why they're listening to the prophets. They wanted to see things. They wanted to be next to God. But they were leading them away from sight and even deeper into blindness. Here's another verse from Jeremiah. Here we go. Jeremiah 23, 16. Jeremiah 23, 16 says this. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. Now, we're seeing here that in Jeremiah's day, we've had a, they they had a false prophet problem or a false teacher problem or both. 
You know, filling you with vain hopes seems very relevant today, doesn't it? Now, this is the ESV. The NIV says this. They keep saying to those who despise me, the Lord says, you will have peace. That's another translation there. Essentially, what is being said here is there are false teachers who are encouraging and driving people to continue to put their hope in vain, driven, non-eternal things. Things that are not God. These false teachers and prophets are saying it's okay to do things that God says is not okay. They're also providing people with a, a different type of God, one that is not God. Sometimes these teachers are promoting the fact that we are God. That's a, that's a huge one, and I think we see that a lot, especially in America. That we're able to follow our hearts. Our hearts are awesome. We should always listen to our hearts. Listen to your heart. Well, interesting, because Jeremiah in chapter 17, 9, which was kind of in between these two, says that the heart is deceitful above all things. He talks about the love for self and the things we think we need, which are really wants, is what drives us and is not correct. The Lord speaks through Jeremiah here to tell everybody that, that these false teachers and prophets are driving you away, even if it sounds like they're driving you towards God. Now let's look into the New Testament a little bit, okay? So here we go. Matthew 7, 15 says this, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Jesus prefaces this verse or this saying, what he was actually saying to the people, with the fact that he is the small and narrow gate. Th those are the previous verses. And that that is where we should all be walking to and through. Now, false prophets are talking people onto the wide destructive road. Destruction telling us that we could do things for self and take God along with us instead of following God. And he then follows up with, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. He says, depart from me, I barely knew thee. And this is a result of false teachings. Now, the people were prophesying that Jesus is not the Messiah, which then led to teachings that Jesus is not the Messiah. I think you see a trend here. Now I want to look into 2 Timothy chapter 4. I know we're jumping around a little bit here, and I'm throwing a bunch of verses at you. But seriously, we have to look at the Bible. This is where all the information sprouts from. This is where we get all of our wisdom from. But in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, okay, chapter 4, verses 3 and 4 in 2 Timothy, it says this, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Okay? In 2 Timothy 4, we see this is another result of what happens when we continuously seek what we want to hear versus what we need to hear. I mentioned this earlier. Here at Holy Spirit Soapbox, we strive to listen to the Spirit. Listen to God. Dig into His Word. Dig into community so that what we provide is everything we need to hear, even if it's something we don't want to hear, okay? All of these things that we preach here, that we teach here, are things that we're hearing from the Spirit for ourselves, for us to learn something, for us to grow in our relationship as well. This is, we're not just tossing stuff out at you, right? We're also listening here. Okay, we want to make sure that we're hearing everything we need so that we get closer to God, not further away. 
So we've gotten to this point where there are popular preachers and teachers. And it's fine to tend to listen to a few people specifically because you know they're preaching the gospel and the correct word. And I'm not saying this in vain if you're a consistent listener of this podcast, okay? I don't want to be like, yeah, you know us, so you can keep listening to us. No, seriously, listen to other podcasts. Listen to other people. But what we should not do is follow a person, a preacher, or a teacher. We need to follow Jesus, right? Don't follow Dan. Don't follow Stacy. Don't follow your pastor. Don't follow that TV pastor, that pastor that has this huge following, this other pastor that has, don't, don't follow us. Don't follow teachers. Follow Christ. Follow Jesus. When Paul says itching ears here, he's saying, he's saying there's, there's this, this urge. You, you get this urge to always seek something new. I've heard the gospel 500 times. I don't need to hear that anymore. I want to hear something better. Right, Whether it's how a preacher preaches, you want to hear something new or a new gospel. There, there are no other gospels, only one gospel, but new false gospels you want to listen to. Or you want to hear about your gifts. You want to hear about these things. And some of those things are okay to listen to, right? If you want to talk about spiritual gifts and stuff, which we may get into one day here on the podcast itself. But but folks, we, we get these itching ears like, uh, well, this doesn't help me right now. So I want to listen to what I want to hear. And all those things are based on self. And that's all in vain. We're all constantly looking for new things to follow when we only have the one gospel we need. And in 2 Timothy, they're addressing that here. Paul's addressing that here. There are going to be a lot of people that just want to hear what they want to hear, and they're going to walk away from the church. And they may even think they're still in the church. They still are listening to the good word. They're still listening to the gospel. But it, they're actually wandering off into myths, it says. Okay, one more verse here for you from Colossians. Okay, Colossians 2.8. This is Paul's writing again. It says this, Colossians 2.8. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. The world tells us to focus on self, self-worth, self-sacrifice, self-redemption, when none of this is of Christ. None of it. Zero. False teaching promotes self-empowerment and faith in self. That's what false teaching promotes. The world tells us we have to earn our keep and earn everything we deserve. You deserve it, you should take it. Or you don't deserve it, but we sh you, you can earn it. You can, you can get it. That's this, there's this lie. There's this lie about good karma and bad karma. That's a lie. This is against what Jesus teaches us. The world wants us to feel like we're in control. Like we could do everything in our power to save ourselves and to earn grace and mercy and eternal life when none of that's true. We've gained all this through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the truth. Now, these are just a few examples of many verses in both the OT and the NT. But I did want to clarify one thing really quickly. Without getting too far deep into spiritual gifts, teaching or the gift of teaching and the gift of prophesying are distinguished as two different spiritual gifts, according to the word, all right? Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians. He actually distinguishes it there by listing off specific gifts. Now, prophesying, the gift of prophecy, was usually to warn the people 
based on word directly from God. But keep in mind, there had to be others, I think at least two other people with the gift of, of prophesying to test those spirits, to test the prophecy that a prophet was getting. This wasn't just revealed to one person randomly and then, you know, they had to have these these prophecies, especially in the New Testament, where you had to test those spirits. You have to test the prophecies. And then the gift of teaching is to help explain God's scripture and word and, and get deeper into that so people will understand it better. Now, you can see how these both complement each other, right? They do, of course, because all gifts come from God. All these spiritual gifts come from God, and they all complement each other. But these two are set next to each other, especially in Acts 13.1. We hear of several prophets and teachers that were in the church at this time. This is after Jesus died and resurrected. This was the first church. So we hear of like Barnabas, I believe, and, and Simon, that are that they have the gift of prophecy and the gift of teaching. Now, without digging too far deep into spiritual gifts again today, the point here is that those with the gift of prophesying and or teaching are supposed to lead all people back to, you guessed it, Jesus the Christ. So how can I identify a false teacher or a false prophet today or false prophecies or false teachings? Well, that's a great question. In its simplest form, a false teacher, preacher, or prophet will guide us back to self-redemption or self-empowerment or vanity versus Jesus. They will also guide us to them versus Jesus. They become celebrities. They become a new God, somebody that should be followed and listen to me. I have all the answers. That is wrong. Everything should lead back to Jesus. Basically, nothing of what these people prophesy or preach or teach leads back to the actual contextual teachings and word of God. And more importantly, it does not actually lead to the glorification and reverence and, and fear of God, the love for Christ, the, the worship for Christ, for actual Christ. It somehow leads back to self. Their motives are simply for selfish gain, and they probably won't admit to it. Whether they're looking for fame and or materials, it all leads back to them. They'll take things that God says are sins or would orient you away from him, slightly twist them if necessary, and then encourage you to continue doing them instead of guiding you back to God who can fix it. They'll also encourage faith in self and worldly things instead of faith in God. Example, they might cherry-pick a Bible verse without context that can lead us away from God. A common verse people use for this is Philippians 4.13 that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This can make us feel powerful or in full control and also feel like we could do anything we want as long as we believe in Christ when this is not the context of this verse, which is Paul has been healthy and sick. He, he was poor and well off. He was free and in prison. He was starving and he was with a full belly. And he, he has full contentment through all of it because he is strengthened by the hope of Christ. That's the actual Bible verse. Have you heard something different before? I'm sure you've heard, well, I can do all things. I can lift heavier weights because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can 
put anything there and I could do it regardless if it's for self or regardless if it's for Christ. I can do it because Christ just gives me the opportunity to do that. And that is not the right context. The next part is they will cause destruction within the church by commanding or demanding changes that do not lead people back to Christ. Little things that these little specific things that create, create like quarrels and, and stumbling blocks for people. Maybe the music in a church, what kind of food you can or can't eat, what you can or can't drink, or hierarchy within a church tend to be like common things that are quarrels, that are little things that don't matter. Sometimes conversations and communicative convictions have some value. We know this. And they should not be situations where the church is split, though, into cliques and groups. Convictions are positive reinforcement, essentially. It's not a dividing factor. You know, in reality, church congregations are meant to be great get-togethers to celebrate Jesus, not an us-versus-them environment. The point of this episode is not to create that us-versus-them environment. And I really hope this isn't coming off in that way. But today we're seeing so many people promoting themselves of being teachers of the word, but their fruits do not show it, as Jesus said in Matthew 7.20. Folks, if you're unsure... If a teaching that you're listening to is false, pray for discernment and reach out to the members of the body of Christ. Okay? The discernment that I personally have received that, that I want to share with you is when I'm listening to somebody teach, is this driving me back to Christ? Am I falling deeper in love with Jesus due to this teaching? Or am I falling back more on selfish gain or vanity or faith in myself for my own redemption. Most importantly, don't forget the only gospel. If you hear any other gospel, it's wrong. There's one gospel, and here it is. God, loving us so much, came in the flesh as his only son, died on a cross, and resurrected so that anyone, anyone who believes in him shall enter into eternal life. If you teach or preach firmly believe and lead people back to this and live it out. If you don't teach or preach, live this out and firmly believe. We've been given this opportunity, this hope, not to boast in our own faith and strength, but to participate with God's love to represent God's love and kingdom. God loves us. He loves you. Now let's go forward and tell the world of his love. Now I have three quick questions for you. Let's dig a little deeper real quick, okay? Question number one, have you ever been hurt or misled by a false teacher or prophet? If so, how? If not, how can you avoid this? Question two, how can we further have compassion for others who have been or are being misled by false teachers or prophets? How can we further have compassion for these people? And finally, what are some ways we can participate with God to bring the only gospel to the world? Thank you so much. I know this is a long one, but this is a really important topic that we needed to talk about. I want to close this out here in prayer. If you can take a prayer posture, if it's safe to do so, let's do that and talk to God. Our Father in heaven, holy are you. Thank you for giving us the word, giving us Jesus the Christ in the flesh that died and resurrected for all of us. We thank you for the words that you spoke through your Bible, through the things that you've given us, all those people that wrote your word down. We, we thank you for that. 
We thank you for the teachings and the wisdom that you give to us so that we don't get led astray. And we know we have to be weary. We have to understand that there are wolves that are dressed in sheep's clothing, that they can be among us. And we pray that whenever we teach, that we only teach your word and that we only teach what's, what's right in the true gospel. And we pray that when we listen, that we only want to hear of you. We only want to get closer to you. We don't want to put faith in self. We don't want to put faith in money. We don't want to put faith in anything but you, the one eternal, true, amazing, miraculous, beautiful God. We thank you for the ability to sit here and learn from the things that you've taught us. And we pray that you can continuously help us with discernment so we can know what good teachings are that come from you and what teachings that don't come from you are so that we can avoid those. We thank you. We love you. Praise you. Give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.